Good morning for Monday, January 18, 2016. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Politics bred chaos before Iran swap. Clinton seizes on policy shifts in fourth debate. And Mississippi fights to save child welfare system. In today's national headlines, Cruz's spouse is making rain and sacrifices. Also, tuberculosis outbreak fueled by mistrust in Alabama, and support leg breaks as rocket tries to land. In today's business headlines, Netflix's opaque disruption irks rivals on TV. EdTech funding favors career skills training. And a man dies after taking part in a French drug trial. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, Politics Bred Chaos Before Iran Swap. Written by Peter Baker and David Sanger. For a year, Obama administration officials had been meeting in secret with Iranian counterparts, seeking to free Americans imprisoned in the Islamic Republic. Finally, last fall, a deal for a prisoner release seemed all but finalized. But the Iranians arrived in Geneva with a new proposal that insisted on the release of dozens of Iranians held by the United States, essentially returning to initial demands that had long since been rejected. The Americans were flabbergasted. We've already talked about this, said Brett McGurk, the lead negotiator. But the Iranians were adamant, according to American officials informed about the meeting. Something back home had changed, part of the battle inside Iran over how to deal with the United States. Someone in power did not want a deal. McGurk and his team stormed out, ending the meeting. Eventually, the deal got put back together by Secretary of State John Kerry and the Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif. Five Americans left Iran over the weekend in exchange for seven Iranians freed by the United States. But it took 14 months of turbulent talks, punctuated by high diplomatic drama and multiple near collapses that paralleled the final year of nuclear negotiations, Along the way, Iranian negotiators berated their American counterparts over historic grievances dating to the 1953 CIA-backed coup. And as negotiations reached their conclusion, they even quibbled on Sunday over who would be allowed on the flight out of Tehran. In Washington, the Obama administration engaged in a vigorous debate about whether to trade Iranian prisoners, and if so, which ones, with Attorney General Loretta Lynch objecting to a deal that equated innocent Americans seized for political gains with Iranian criminals indicted or convicted under Western legal traditions. In the end, officials said President Obama decided that to spare the American years, if not life, in an Iranian prison, he would make what he called a one-time gesture by releasing Iranians who had been accused or convicted of violating sanctions that he was lifting under the nuclear deal. Even then, there was a last-minute dispute on the airport tarmac, what one American official said was like a scene out of Argo, as Iran refused to allow the mother and wife of one of the prisoners, Jason Rezaian of the Washington Post, to leave with him. Only after Kerry made an urgent phone call to the Iranian foreign minister did the plane finally take off with all the passengers. 
but Republican critics, while celebrating the release of the Americans, questioned the cost. I think it's a very dangerous precedent, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, a leading Republican presidential candidate, said on Fox News Sunday. The result of this, every bad actor on earth has been told to go capture an American. If you want terrorists out of jail, capture an American, and President Obama is in the let's make a deal business.